0: Hey, hey, welcome back to Project Freelance. What's up, guys? My name is Kay Agonio, and I'm your host here on this podcast all about freelancing. Every week, I bring you a different guest from a different industry to share their insights and their stories about how they got started as a freelancer, how they've built their career, and more. So before we get started with Aaron, I want to let you guys know that I actually have a book out called No Tracers, An Urban Explorer's Diary. And if you order a copy of it today, you will be entered to win a second copy to give to a friend, and you will also get two signed photo prints included with your book order. I worked really hard on this book, and it is my baby, it is my passion project, and I really want you to see it and read it. So if you guys are interested in really cool photography and amazing stories, check out No Tracers, An Urban Explorer's Diary. The links will be down in the description for you under pick up a copy of my book. And yeah, just head to the website and grab a copy and you'll be entered to win a second copy. If you guys like Project Freelance at any time, you can leave a rating and feedback. And if you leave feedback, I will also send you a signed photo print. So leave some feedback. It helps the podcast grow. It helps us find more people and it helps validate this podcast. So thank you to everyone who has left feedback. I truly appreciate it. It is truly helping this podcast out. All right, let's get into this episode with Aaron. Aaron, please introduce yourself and what it is that you do to the Project Freelance audience.
1: My name is Aaron Berkshire, and I am a uh, content creator for traveling musicians.
0: Where did you get your start with with content creation, with photography or videography? What was your start to all this?
1: Um, So originally I was in bands, and I just pretty much... Um, she's my wife now, but my, she was my girlfriend and she pretty much had a camera and, uh, I pretty much just started taking pictures with her camera and just started taking pictures of my friends and their bands with her camera. And it just, one thing led to another really fast. And I kind of just the, you know, I'm sure the story's gone around so many times, but just a band guy that's turned photographer and I honestly fell in love with it so much uh, to where my, my love and kind of passion for photography was way heavily outgrowing uh, my love for wanting to put money and being in a band and trying to be a rock star and all those dreams. And I just kind of, you know, uh, around 26, 27 years old, it was just, it seemed like way more of a reality for me to, to kind of build a career. in and that's pretty much where that's it.
0: So tell me about the first live show that you ever shot. If you can remember it, um, I would love to hear about that first experience.
1: Yeah, I I do remember. Um, so it was a local concert, uh, where I'm from in Jacksonville, Florida. And, uh, it was a local concert with a bunch of local bands. I think it was at a venue called 1904 music hall in Jacksonville. And my band was playing and a couple other bands were playing, uh, my friends of mine and, uh, you know, straight up, just like my, she, uh, my wife Carly, she, you know, she brought her camera to the show, you know, and like I asked her to take some pictures of my band and me cause I never got any good pictures of myself. And, and, you know, just being like, Hey, I want to take some pictures of my friends, you know, can, do you care? Can I do it? And she was, and of course I knew nothing. I was shooting on auto and I was just pushing the button and having fun and pretending like I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know actually anything what I was doing whatsoever. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, That's, that's the show though. I don't remember the, what exact show, if it had a name or anything like that, but it was just just a random little local show.
0: Gotcha. And when you started, when did you first get paid to start taking photos?
1: Um, so I think just a couple months, shortly, a couple months right after that first show. Um, I think I convinced some local friends, some buddies in another smaller band, even just to shoot me even like 40 bucks, you know, 40, 50 bucks for a photo shoot. And, uh, a couple, a couple of them were down to uh, even take me on the road for a couple shows um, around Florida, where I'm from, and uh, just kind of, you know, practice and kind of just do as much as I can for them and just learn it and practice. And on the side, from watching YouTube videos, my wife teaching me things, and just learning from other photographer, concert photographers. Um, you know, that's kind of the route that I was, I was on at that point.
0: And who were some of the people that you were looking up to at the time to get your advice and your knowledge from?
1: Well, I think the first photographer in music that I really, really looked up to a lot before, I knew who, you know, all these people that are so amazing that I know about now. But there was this one dude who lived in Jacksonville for a while and used to come to the local shows, and he actually – it was – it's a, almost like I, I, I looked up to him so much when I was in bands, and his name was Jonathan Kemp, and he did some tours with a band called uh, Fit for King and Silent Planet uh, a, a long time ago, almost like five-plus five, five plus years ago. And he was he was touring, and he was just living that dream as a photographer, and I looked up to him a lot. uh, uh And also, when I started getting more into it, uh, I found out who Bryce Hall was and Ray Duker. Shout out to those guys. I looked up to them a whole lot. And then I found out who Jar was, and we all know who Jar is. And he's just a slayer in the community of the music photography world. And um, I started looking up to his work a lot, you know. And it just kind of trickled from there. Now Now there's like a million. I look up to them all.
0: Man, we're trying to get Jar on this podcast, but uh, hopefully now we can do it now that he's, you know, stuck at home. He wants to do it like (laughs) we wanted to do it in person, but schedules got mixed up so we couldn't make it happen. But, you know, hopefully soon we'll get him on here. I would love to pick his brain and he kind of like exploded out of nowhere for me. And I I just like found him on social media one day, and I was like, dang, this guy's really got something going on.
1: You know, I found out about him when he went on tour with Issues. Uh, The between uh, the other bands he worked with before them, never knew. You know, I know who uh, being as an ocean is, but I didn't know he went out with them. I didn't know anybody, anything about him or anyone he worked with until he started working with Issues. And then I just fell in love with his content and the way he edited and how he does so much with so little because he works on a camera that I, you know, he inspired me to get and I've got it and I've moved up way past it and I've now I'm on a camera that you know, is, you know, way more expensive than that camera. And he still just murders it on this little camera. You're a photographer. So, you know, it's a little little Sony Alpha 6300. And it's just like the things that he does with that camera just blows my mind on a consistent basis. So shout out to him. He's a legend. Definitely inspiring for sure.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about education. Do you have an educational background in photography or video work?
1: so uh my education in photography and video comes for first and foremost from my wife originally and then i found out about this guy who should be a college professor one day and i hope he probably he'll probably lean to it but uh you're a photographer so you might have heard of this person but i've uh found out who this guy named peter mckinnon was on youtube and he pretty much became my school i've watched every video a million times and he is almost like a professor, the way he teaches and comes across. And it's just, that's my school of photography. So shout out to the amazing Peter McKinnon for being my photography school.
0: Wow. That's amazing to hear that. And another person I would love to have on the podcast is Peter. I've reached out to him and you know, hopefully one day we can make that happen. Because again, like you said, yeah, he's super sick he, too, is, yeah. he is like a professor in the way he teaches. And I think he would kill it as an actual professor. So hopefully he does pursue something uh, like too. that. Or he's hopefully, still pretty
1: young. You know, he's young. Yeah, Maybe by yeah. the time he's 60, he'll be trying to like be a professor. <laughs> but like have it on YouTube. That'd be fun to watch. Everything <laughs> he does great. is super fun to watch. Yep, yeah,
0: it's very, very entertaining. He makes, he makes it fun to learn. He's like Bill Nye the science guy of cameras.
1: Yeah. Wow. The Bill Nye of the science guy of cameras. I love that. Yeah. I mean, he, him and a few other YouTubers, him the most and like, you know, lightning more than everyone else. But like YouTube has really become school. I don't have any kind of, you know, I'm not afraid to say that I'm a high school dropout and like, um, you know, I, I'm not, I I didn't grow up a super smart kid, but you know, YouTube, if you want to learn anything, you can get on YouTube and learn it. And I would encourage anyone that, you know,
0: and how long did it take for you to find your value and your worth uh, when it comes to charging clients? Like how long did it take you to find what you were going to charge?
1: You know, I could say, you know, I've been doing this about four years now and I can honestly say four years until now. I And, you know, it'll, it'll still change. You know, uh, I get asked that question actually pretty often. And, you know, I feel like that number and that value of what you really believe that you're worth it's always change and it's going to evaluate to where you, you know where you are and what you've done and your resume and how much better or maybe even how much money you've invested in your gear like you know 2 years ago my value I thought was at you know something you know whatever uh 50 hundred bucks for live photos or something like that but like now I barely even go to like local shows and I'm more just so tour and I tour for no less than a certain amount a week or you know for for touring and like you know your value is always going to change and that's that's how I feel
0: and can you walk me through a day on tour with you what do you do from start to finish what does your day look like
1: um so uh I would say you know just like anyone at home you know wake up and just live life for a little bit and get right before you want to start i mean that's the whole the best part about following your dreams and doing something that you're happy that you're happy doing is no day is really work you know you're never really you know what do they say you never work a day in your life right i mean uh for a tour you know wake up coffee food and get right to editing scope out the venue or the uh, surrounding area and then when you're, when, when you're ready, you know, just yeah, grab the camera and go. And that could be at any point in time for me. I mean, most of the time for me, it's before 2 p.m. <laughs> but I always stay up super late editing when I'm on tour. So for me, I edit so late into the night that I will sleep in a little bit or maybe I'll get up, you know, for catering or breakfast or something like that and grab the camera and just get going for the day.
0: And what's it like going from a tour where you're in a van to a tour where you have catering? <laughs>
1: oh my gosh it's it's really you know (laughs) can't be more grateful for the opportunities to be able to get that kind of things because you know i've actually i've done a a huge bus tour that had catering and then after that tour gone and done a fan tour where i was on a ten dollar a day mcdonald's per diem with a band so like you know it, it feels really amazing to have those kind of opportunities and it's and caterings and all that stuff is nice And you know, you just you soak it in when you you know that you don't have to go worry about like where McDonald's is or Taco Bell or or where the nearest vegetarian or vegan spot is. If you're a guy in a band and you're you know have uh, health or food restrictions, you know catering is that is something that is it, it definitely feels special to you know get that.
0: And can you talk a little bit about the mental health aspect of touring? Um, every night you are alone in your bunk. You're away from your wife. You know you've got yeah a lot going on. It's a high stress job. Can you just talk a little bit about how you cope with that out on the road?
1: Yeah, um, make sure you try to make sure you try to talk to your significant other every you know every chance you get that you. Um, you know, it's, it's really hard to like talk on the phone when you're around a bunch of people at one time and you want to like, so make sure you make time to take those walks and take little breaks and call your significant other. And I mean, if you're a single person, it's probably, it's probably a little easier. I mean, not, I mean, if you, I mean, you have family, no matter what, you know, whether it's a husband or wife, or maybe your brothers or sister or kids, even maybe you don't, you know, maybe you just have kids like family in general is the number one, uh, hardest part to, you know, mentally being on the road. Uh for me, you know, I uh I personally just enjoy my life a lot at home. I live in Orlando, Florida, home of magical dreams of Disney World and I love being here with my wife and we have a great time. Uh it's like uh just you know our personal little tropical, you know, life. And uh I enjoy being at home, but I also I don't take for granted being on the road and that's the career path that I chose and got myself to this point to where, you know, you just kinda you know, you just, you tell you for me, I'm out there every single day because I want to make that money because I feel that I can't make that money at home. Uh, I personally feel that the most money I can make is, uh, doing the opportunity that I worked so hard to get to, which is, you know, making good money out on the road with these bands. And I honestly do love it. Um, I, I my wife more, but I absolutely do love, uh, you know, being on the road with musical bands. I love music. Uh, I used to say I love music more than anything until I met my wife, <laughs> but now music second, you know, with with football.
0: <laughs> Definitely. So let's talk a little bit about the gear you're shooting on. What do you like to use when you're shooting?
1: I rock a Sony A seven three, and I have a side rig which is a Sony Sony A six thousand five hundred. My wife also rocks a couple of cannons. I personally love Canon photos, but I use sony for photos because i'm just such a hybrid shooter at shows and i need the video capability so i kind of make do and sony's come up a long way and i've invested in some new lenses that have made my photos uh kind of step up another level because you definitely have to invest in your lens and your glass and it's almost 50 percent as crucial as whatever camera body you're using nowadays and uh but yeah i mean that's that's currently my two cameras
0: and let's talk a little bit more about your youtube channel what are you doing on there what do you want to do with it and uh what kind of success are you seeing with that
1: um zero success because i haven't put i put next to nothing into it um for me the hardest part is for some reason to be creative to create a photo or a video of something else it comes so it feels just so naturally to me but like coming up with an idea for a youtube video is like the hardest thing for me to do. I can never come to a final decision on something that I want to talk about or I don't feel I'm at the point where I should be teaching people that way in the videos. Uh, I specifically – I've made a joke out of it. In all my videos, I always say this is not a tutorial. This is just kind of how I do it. I'm not teaching you how to do it. I'm just showing you how I do it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong because there's so many different – right ways that you could do things. And these programs nowadays with that technology, you know, and uh, so, you know, Peter McKinnon's a teacher. I don't consider myself a teacher, but, and I haven't got to that point. So for now, YouTube for me is just uh, something that I, w- I would like to grow, but I really don't know what my niche is yet on YouTube. I want to talk about the music industry. I want to talk about coming up with smaller bands and advice. I also want to talk about photography and uh, different forms of photography and video uh, that's kind of where I want to go with it, but I just, I haven't had the time, but I probably will now since all of us are going to be home for so <laughs> long, like, like we were saying. So hopefully I can come up with some cool topics and jump on some videos.
0: Absolutely. So is there anything else that you shoot outside of music and weddings that you, or is there anything you would like to shoot further?
1: Yeah. So, um, I almost shoot – I tell everyone I shoot everything, but I actually haven't got a chance to shoot everything because there's something that I long to shoot, which is I will, I want to shoot football one day. I definitely – another dream is to shoot professional football. I would love to shoot NFL football one day. Um, I'm a huge diehard football fan, so taking it to the level of being on the field and shooting photography for football teams, even any – NFL college, high school, I would do any of it, honestly. Sports photography, I haven't really got to do that. And it's something that I really want to do. But mostly I, I love doing everything, you know, from family photo shoots, to weddings, to concerts, to just uh, portraits, model street photography, like, I really honestly love everything. And I love all forms of photography. And, you know, there's no reason to be only into like one thing, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a similar kind of creator, you know, I'll create content for a corporate company or for a band or for a shoe, like whatever, it doesn't matter. Like I'm up for it, you know? Um,
1: Yeah, exactly. I love a challenge. So like whenever you present my way, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to be the best photographer I can for that situation.
0: What is it like to work with these bands that you I'm sure look up to?
1: Oh man. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. A lot of these, you know, there's one person that I'll say, you know, I used to look up to I always, I still do hundred percent. Uh, and I will for a long time. Uh, you know, him, our, our good buddy, Matty Mullins. I've always looked up to that guy when I was in bands and I was in the scene and, playing shows in a band and the fact that i've even got to be on the road with him and that band and uh become i feel like genuinely he's become my friend and i've always looked up to him and that is you know in these other bands i look up to all of them i always have when i was a musician chasing that dream i always looked up to these guys and to get to work with them you know it's nothing short of a dream come true you just you stay humble every day and enjoy the opportunity that you work so hard to get to
0: And can you talk about making yourself an asset while you're out on the road? I think that's something that's super important that we should talk about real quick.
1: Yeah. Um, man, you know, work ethics speaks loud, you know, the harder you work, the more, um, the more passion you show about wanting to to do the best you can for this band, no matter if it's create content or just clean up some trash or, or just help somebody out or hold a door or carry a piece of gear, the harder you work, the more of an asset you are to these crews and camps and these bands. And, you know, it goes a long way. And then, you know, they really, they, they put a lot of trust and faith and eventually it'll start. It'll give you uh, an opportunity to make a career out of it. You know, the more that goes with any job, you know, you work hard, you're always going to be, you know, an asset to any, you know, company that you work for, no matter what.
0: And have you ever been screwed over on any jobs before? (laughs)
1: <laughs> not yet knock on wood yeah seriously good for you man <laughs> that would that's, suck that's, yeah thank you it yeah, does I mean, suck. Not, local I think a couple local things I've been screwed on a couple local bands that I tried to like help out and they were just kind of ungrateful and like I've gotten screwed in certain ways from local bands but not from any professional you know actual national touring bands that I you know appreciate or look up to I haven't been actually screwed over by let's say anybody of any significance I haven't been <laughs> screwed over that's
0: awesome, man. And what questions do you have as a freelancer? I would love to hear like what you want to know about, and maybe either I can answer your questions or I can ask the next guest on the podcast uh, to answer that question for you.
1: Uh, how do you make money at home if you are mainly a touring music uh, photographer or content creator? And how uh, any tips any tips to always better your brand of yourself? I'm always looking for those tips i look for them on youtube all the time i'm always trying to uh i'm sure you much like you which i respect and love how much you brand yourself uh you've probably noticed that i i use my initials a lot and i'm really into branding and like you know like we talked about jar earlier i think he's the branding king he is like absolutely king on branding himself and you know uh you know i love i love people who want to better brand themselves you know as a business and as an image <laughs> so and uh Let's see, uh, If for future future content creators, questions, I'd have to think about that. I have to think about questions off the top of my dome, honestly.
0: Yeah, definitely. And my last question for you is, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started?
1: Oh man, shut up, just stop talking. Stop talking and have patience.
0: <laughs> Great answer, no, seriously. It's, I think a lot of us need to slow down listen. and listen more.
1: Yep, yep, slow down listen uh don't overwhelm the people that you work for and around even if you're excited just relax and think about what you're gonna say before you say it and really just you know be be patient and have uh you know a calm sense about you and it's it's just gonna it's gonna go a long way
0: Amazing. And
1: I, I've learned that I've had to learn that the hard way. And the more I push myself to, you know, relax and slow down and the better my work's gotten and the more I've made better friendships.
0: Hey, that's awesome, man. And thank you so much for that advice. Um, if people want to hire you, find you or pick your brain, how can they do that? Where can they find you online?
1: Uh, I just tell everyone to go to my Instagram and it's at Aaron Berkshire official, um, you know, Aaron Berkshire photography on Facebook, or just email me at Aaron Berkshire photos at com, Uh, I'm, or just, you know, find my phone number, email me, whatever you want. I'm always open to, uh, talk to anyone.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on project freelance. I enjoyed talking to you, man.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. We'll have to do it again sometime.
0: Yeah. We'll do like a one year checkup and see where you're at. And if, uh, yeah, we've we'll gotten to up. do these tours, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely know that, uh, you know, tours are coming. We just got to wait, you know, s- to you and everyone who listens to this, you know, stay safe and like everyone just kind of help each other out and support each other trying to get over this madness that the world is going through right now.
0: All right, guys, that was my episode with Aaron Berkshire. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Aaron. I had a blast talking to you and catching up with you. Honestly, I love getting to know these people that I want to work with, you know, and so this is a great way to do that. And Now that we all have a bunch of free time, I think now is the best time to have people on the podcast that I've wanted to chat with. So again, thank you so much, Erin, for coming on to the podcast and sharing your insight and your story with my audience. I definitely appreciate it. If you guys like this episode of Project Freelance, please do me a huge favor and leave a rating and some feedback. And like I said at the beginning, if you leave feedback, I will actually send you a signed photo print for your wall, your locker, your classroom, or wherever you hang your art. Thank you guys again for listening to this episode of Project Freelance. I will talk to you next Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Stay strong, keep enduring, go out, or stay inside right now, and go create something.